Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show. As you as you see, sitting there smiling on the other side of the cockpit here, my co-pilot, once again, Matt Wilhelm. Matt Wilhelm, welcome back to the Tim May Show cockpit, my man. Great to be with you, Tim, and uh, a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do have a lot to talk about. I mean, uh, uh, we've got a January. I've never, I've been covering high state going on 41 years now, and I've never seen a January like this. This is crazy. It's a kind of a home run January that uh, that Ryan Day and his staff needed to put together. We're going to get into that. I'll, Matt, uh, let's just get right into it with you, man. How impressed have you been by Ohio State's January, and did it need this kind of January? Uh, it did. Uh, I'm an extremely impressed. I think, you know, it's we're setting the table appropriately to have a competitive battle at many positions, you know, and again, I, it's like the basketball phrase, you only have one football, you know, yeah. you know, you yeah. have, we've got five, what seems to be five capable uh, quarterbacks now on the roster, given, you know, Air Noland and Julian Sand being added most recently. Uh, but I think, and I'm not, and I'm just going back to, for previous listeners, uh, our follow-up to the Cotton Bowl and a comment that every time Ohio State makes a move in January, I go back to, this statement, and I'm probably not the only individual out there that said something similar to this, but the, the crossroads with which Ohio State football was at, it was, that's, and I mean, fresh off the loss, it was, you know, you had the fire Ryan Day folks, you had the, you know, get rid of Coach Fry folks, you had the, and it's like, you know, full makeover of the, the coaching staff and, you know, who's going to stay, who's going to go, There's so much uncertainty about it, and they were at a crossroads, like, after being 11 and 0 going into that game against the team up north and yeah. losing that game and then coming out of that bowl game and the loss to Missouri uh it's you'd love to say Ohio State football will always have an identity but i think Ohio State football at that juncture kind of had no identity and so uh, other than producing elite level talent you know into the national football league yeah, not winning, not winning championships, not really competing for championships, uh, not beating Michigan on the regular, you know, not representing, you know, the Big Ten East in the uh, the Big Ten championship game. So it was yeah. like, well, who are we? Are we just a very good regular season football, you know, football team? And and gosh, you and I can probably go back, not even just college, but like what NBA teams and NFL teams are like, man, they run the table. It's like almost what Lamar and the Ravens have been. You know, now that they're in the, the AFC championship game again, it's like Lamar, great franchise quarterback, just get in the playoffs and never really get it done. Right. Yeah. And that becomes yeah. your identity. And so uh, that's it. All these changes. I just I love the uh, and I'm not going to I was going to say gun to your head, but like I love the proactive backed into a corner approach that Ryan Day and uh, the Ohio State football staff and faculty have punched their way out of the corner. Um, and I'm also not, a, uh, especially as a former player, uh, because again, I just jump back on X. And so I see some of what's being said about Ohio state and all of these moves from both former players, uh, pundits that cover it day to day, such as yourself and also yeah. some of the national folks is it's all fine and good. And, and I mean, believe me, being a, having a top five recruiting class almost every year for the past decade has been great but we have one national championship to show for that. So I love winning the off season. 
makes me feel real good. Makes me, uh, we have a lot of fun, you know, interactive conversations with your buddies, with your, your Buckeye fan friends, with you, Tim, and, you know, all those folks around the nation that, that tune into this show. Um, it, it's great. We're positioned appropriately, perfectly. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Paul will probably shine a light on that. You know, as you get with him, he'll be a much more realist uh, as it pertains to Big Ten football, our conference yeah. changing, and as it relates to SEC, which is, you know, most likely won, what, seven of the last 10 national championships. Um, we're positioned perfectly. I would, I still want to see some work on the offensive line, whether that's through the portal or not. I don't really know or care. I want to see development there because that's a necessity, regardless of who's toting the football uh, or who's perfectly we're positioned perfectly development there because that's a necessity regardless of who's toting the football uh or who's throwing it you got to be able to protect that guy and open up the holes but uh it's great to be a buckeye given all the hard work that ryan day and his staff and uh you know pantone and those guys have put in to accumulate this talent uh i just want to hit the fast forward button and get to august so we can start seeing i know man. it happen yeah. Yeah, I know. That's that's the thing. Number one, you've got the winning the month of January. Everybody wants to get the August. And, but the point is to come back. And this is a comeback story. Even though Ohio State was 11-2 and two last year for the second straight year, it's a comeback story. And you can only take it one step at a time. And uh, you have to give it up to Ohio State to this point. And that, that's what you just did, that they have taken, like you said, I've used this analogy many times, Ryan Day was backed into a corner, and there's two things you can do in a corner. You can either you, you can either acquiesce, fall down, and surrender, or you come out throwing haymakers. And uh, Ohio State is throwing haymakers. And, and I want, yeah, and, want, and, and go ahead. And, but I wanted to, one of the one of the first things when Ryan Day looked himself in the mirror on December the 30th, one of the things he had to come to grip with was, I got to make some staff changes. I mean, we we got to get some players. That's always paramount. You win with people, goes back to Woody Hayes and before that. I mean, Chick Harley was a people, you know what I mean, way back when. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he had to make some staff changes. Those are always – I don't care who you are, how cold-blooded a person you might be, those are always hard to do. And uh, obviously, we've seen some staff changes. I think the most significant, and I don't know if you agree or not, uh, the most significant – I don't know why my, my phone just keeps ringing off all kinds of things. The most significant was bringing in Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. You know, we could talk about defensive side. Uh, Matt Guerrero, we all know who he is. He was at Ohio State before as a basically a big time assistant to uh, Jim Knowles. Been with Jim Knowles for a while. He's come in to take Perry Eliano's place. Uh, Parker Fleming is gone. Uh, they haven't fill that spot yet we'll see where it goes but the bottom line is something had to be done offensively and that's a big step for ryan day agreed yeah uh, absolutely agree uh i am a fan of the hire um and here's the reason why this individual and it, it was good enough for nick saban it was good enough for bill belichick and this man was good enough to go through the process of becoming a head football coach at Penn State, you know, likely a program that is probably just a shade behind Ohio State, you know, in the Big Ten uh, and a national program that, you know, ends up in the top 25 or top 15 almost every year. Yeah, and, and when he took also, it, 
And when he took it, it was in the dumper. Go ahead. Sure, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll just say, and also go through the process to get a, a professional uh, NFL coaching job. So it's it's hard. And I know there's some bad coaches out there. The Browns know, Browns fans know that best, that you could cycle through head coaches you know, with the best of them. Yeah. But to be able to go through that, that interview process, validate X's and O's and be uh, you know, a quarterback whisperer, but be the, to be, convey that you're a leader of men, uh, that you know, billionaires have to sign off on, you know, yeah. paying this individual, you know, eight to ten million dollars a year to be the face of their franchise for the foreseeable future, whether yeah. it is a long future or not, is you know, yet to be determined by a lot of different things. But he checks all those boxes, uh, that he was good enough for those four things that I mentioned. Um, regardless of how it ended or what happened throughout those, uh, I don't throw those stones at Bill O'Brien. I see him as a guy who's got an edge about him and always has, which I think will fit the mindset of Ohio State football in 2024, having an edge or getting back an edge, I will say, uh, and playing with an edge and calling plays with an edge. I think for Ryan Day, what I like about this hire also is, and if it actually, well, I don't think Bill O'Brien would actually come if it wasn't the case, is he's going to get some version of autonomy on offense by being the quarterback coach. And now having those five guys that we alluded to, you know, on this roster, the Howard kid, uh, uh, Keen holes and Devin Brown and the two, you know, young kids, he's going to have some autonomy to be able to coach those guys and have a major hand in saying, that's my guy. Or even next year in a four person competition, if they're all still here, this is the guy, this is the one, and this is the two, which takes, big cojones to say when you have that much talent in a room yeah then i think also it allows ryan day who the new president in ohio state and the new athletic director and gene smith who's probably still going to be around had a hand in, in maintaining ryan day he's going to be the ceo and be the leader of men and being able to spend more time in different positions and more times with Knowles and maybe more times with Fry in the offensive line and with Hartline in the wide receiver room because he's got this trusted individual uh, who this offensive coordinator slash play caller slash quarterback coach, the opportunity is not too big for him. He doesn't need to be micromanaged. Yeah, um, right. So it, it allows you know Ryan Day to deviate some of his time to recruit more, not saying he's not recruiting, to just spend his time on other things while also making sure the overarching program is exactly where it needs to be and progressing as it needs to be. Um, and, and one other thing that I just want to go back to really quick about all that's happened in January is, you know, two other factors that we haven't discussed yet is, and I, I'm not even going to make one a big deal, is we spent a significant amount of money. So, you know, props to, I'll say on whenever we were together on uh, uh, what soon after the new year, all the Buckeye fans supporting all the collectives, you know, yeah. the foundation and the 1870 society and uh, you know, ponying up to make some of those guys make it enough for them to stay, want to stay and also for the guys to want to come. But this is the other thing, okay, money aside and only because I have like a soon to be recruitable athlete of my own, uh, for some, that money might be a big factor, you know, for, for kids coming where they're from. Uh, but I think it's also props to Ohio State football on what it represents in the collegiate football landscape. Yeah. I think props to Ohio, uh, you know, Ohio State, the university itself, the education and the value of it, uh, the culture there within the program. I think Columbus, Ohio, because 
these kids coming from the transfer portal, it's not like, hey, we'll give you a million bucks, come to Ohio State, you know, because other schools could likely do the same thing, but it wouldn't have the the feel, the culture, the legacy, the winning that Ohio State does. So yeah, Ohio State in a nutshell, you know, with this urgency that's been created because of what the last three years of, you know, has meant losing to Michigan, no Big Ten championships, no college football, well, one college football playoff appearance, but not winning a national championship. Um, it's enticing to kids to want to come be a part of that edge, make some money doing it that supports the NIL because that's a, a facet uh, that I don't fully, you know, wrap my head around. Yeah, me neither. Crazy. But, yeah. Uh, I, I know, but it's a part of it. it. It is what it is. But I just meant it's, it's, you have to look at, you know, what other program is doing what Ohio State's doing. Yeah. And, and I also want to say this, and this is coming through a fact check, I think through X that I saw this morning is, Everybody's making a big deal. And this is also props to Ryan Day and his staff is, you know, six guys through the transfer portal. You get the Downs kid, you know, former five-star ACC freshman of the year, all American teams. You get the McAuffin kid from Alabama, the center. Uh, you get um, the, the Saiyan kid to move over from Alabama. You get Howard to come from Kansas State, you know, a, a top transfer portal quarterback. Yeah. Is you have to have like – something going for you oh, to yeah. have these kids want to come be a part of it. You know, you know what it's called? You know what it's called? It's called it's called panache. Ohio panache. State uh, Ohio State has got all the things that it needs to now compete in the transfer portal, but it also has on top of that the panache of being Ohio State, of being a traditional power, of being a place that, you know, I'm not reading this off a brochure. I'm just telling you just from experience of covering this team, of developing talent and getting it to the NFL, of playing right. for championships, yeah, except for, for the sure. last three years. But it's, sure. been and, in, and, but it's been in the running, you know. A hundred percent. Exactly. And Tim, my whole point, my whole point is is like we're getting all the all the love and the praise, and of course, you know, some of the haters hating on us, but like six four star and above level talents through the transfer portal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Louisville has 26 kids entering their football program through the transfer portal. And there's a number of teams that have hit double digits and, you know, and some close to 20. Um, it's because of that panache that you're talking about yeah. and the monies that these collectives have pulled together that has allowed us to go get six kids that are more valuable to our program that will help us win a championship than Louisville's 26 kids that might get them back to an ACC championship game. Yeah. And keep this in mind. Uh, we could talk about numbers in the transfer portal uh, who left Ohio State, who have come to Ohio State, but totally, which should not be uh, at all uh, marginalized, is all the guys who decided to come back, who could have gone yeah. elsewhere, who could have gone to the NFL and uh, basically taken their shot there, not the least of whom are JT Tui Moloow and Jack Sawyer and Emeka Egbuka. Denzel Brown. Dude, that, that just tells you something about a program that there's something good going on there. You know, I well, mean, it's, the, from, it's Columbus, it's the university, it's the program. I think it's also the, it's your teammates, it's the coaches and the relationship left that unfinished. you have. Yeah, 100%. And, and again, and I, if we're, if we're trying to mimic what Michigan did last year to go win their national championship that they did this year with all those you know, 22 year olds coming back to be 23 yeah. year olds in college for a fifth year of eligibility to go to, to, you know, 
to undo the TCU game, to go advance in the college football playoff, beat Ohio State again, all those other great things. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like we're making we're 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 running it back to take our best shot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to do that very to do that very same thing. And it's like, and so what? And it and I guess, and I'm not trying to hit the fast forward button because I as I kind of opened with, okay. We're, we're filling the cupboards really, really full with an immense amount of talent. I want to fast forward to August and see them go do it. Um, I also want, I think, for Ryan Day now in that CEO role with these trusted advisors, you know, Bill O'Brien as the office coordinator, quarterbacks coach, Heartline as a, as a co and a wide receivers coach is like, how do you sustain it? Yeah. You get the kids to come. You've proven what Columbus and Ohio State football represents. There's money in the NIL collectives. You can win in the transporter. You're still going to win with the high school kids selling what you're selling. How can, and now I think five quarterbacks at the talent level that we have with one football, two running backs at the talent level that we have, one football, seven receivers, four star and above, one football, four safeties, you know, of the talent level that we have, you know, really two spots, maybe three spots if one converts to a nickel, right? Yeah. And have yeah. those all be winning performances without being one play away from putting in a guy who's just as talented as me. Yeah. Here's what, here's what you do is you go through spring ball, and we're going to talk about this when we come back in a little while, but uh, you go through spring ball, then you keep your fingers crossed through uh, the the uh, the uh, late April transfer portal window, 15 days in late April that, you know, some of these guys – don't necessarily leave, or maybe some guys do leave. Maybe you need them to leave. You know what I mean? Uh, but then I'm telling you, dude, anymore, you were in the NFL. Uh, you played in what, 12 uh, NFL playoff games, 10 or 12. You won a Super Bowl. You understand you got to play for this year. You know, any yeah. college football is no longer, yeah, you got to have, you got to stockpile as much talent as you can get for the future, but nothing's guaranteed future-wise anymore. No. you got to play for this season. And Ryan Day and his staff, uh, Ohio State has embraced that now as opposed to trying to trying to uh, uh, basically build for the future but also help yourself in the transfer portal. It is now about this season. Uh, this is the season that matters because next season is not promised if you follow sure. my drift. And – I think it's remarkable that they – I always say when Ohio State – I'm talking about Ohio State, the entity, flexes its muscle, uh, everybody starts rowing in the same direction. It's a it's an awesome sight. I've said that way back in the 1990s, and it definitely is, right? It, it is, and I think, like as I said, it's, it's very collaborative. Uh, I think, you know, Ryan Day a year ago, likely on the Buckeye Cruise – uh, a month or two ahead of the 1870th society even being created. It yeah. was just an idea of men coming together to do a, you know, for-profit entity uh, that is becomes like the, the arm in arm lock and step collective of Ohio state football and the Ohio state university and to see it grow in less than in nine months. And I also think that would we be where we're at? Had we beat Michigan this year? Had we beaten Iowa in the big 10 championship? Like, would there be this, backed into a corner urgency to go out and, and we, we kind of feel like what, I mean, would McCord still be our quarterback had yeah. we won yeah. that game, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of ifs uh, that have gotten us to this point. And I think when this plan is orchestrated and executed from, you know, from August through November uh, you know, we'll look back on these conversations, look back on these times, you know, and I think for, 
you know, all those people throwing mud at Ryan Day, uh, he was backed into a corner. And you, and the, the same Notre, the same Ryan Day that we got after the Notre Dame win is the same Ryan Day we got after losing to Missouri, punching his way out of a corner, making Ohio proud of him, delivering, you know, delivering the goods in January, but then also delivering the goods in November as well. Yeah. You never know what kind of fire department you've got until the bell goes off and people right. get on the truck. And yeah. uh, it looks like Ohio, security. A, it's yeah. like Ohio State's got a pretty good fire department. By the way, by the way, uh, just by the way, uh, just want to slip this in there. You know, uh, what's coming for, at Ohio State is going to be a big-time season. I think we all know that and in some form or fashion. In game time, gametime.co, the game time app, you know, that's the place to go, ladies and gentlemen. Already, you can probably reserve a ticket or two for Ohio State football coming up in late August, uh, the start of the season, which promises to be one of the more memorable seasons in Ohio State football history. Uh, but I, I told you folks a week ago, man, uh, and and a lot of you responded, uh, uh, Iowa and, and, uh, and uh, Iowa was coming to town with Caitlin Clark and uh, a place to get tickets for that was on the game time app. And, I mean, we're talking about triple digit tickets, uh, Matt Wilhelm for an Ohio State women's basketball game. And then the Crazy. people, the people who took advantage of that, they saw history. I mean, eight, over 18,000 people showed up for that game. One of the great games in Ohio State women's basketball history. And, uh, the same thing goes right now. I mean, you got U.S. Figure Skating Champions coming to coming to town this week. I'm on the Game Time app right now. Uh, they don't even really list the price because you don't really want to know what it takes to get into a U.S. Figure Skating Championships. Uh, there are people who really care about that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You got the Columbus Blue Jackets playing on uh, February the 10th, a $49 get in get in ticket price on the Game Time app, GameTime.co. And remember, uh, if you download the Game Time app and you use the promo code Buckeyes. For your first purchase, you'll get twenty dollars off that first purchase. And also remember the Game Time uh, app's uh, big time guarantee, which is like no other. You find a ticket in the same row, the same section, general section of where you are. You uh, for less money than you paid on the Game Time app. Uh, Game Time will refund you one hundred and ten percent of the difference. That's a hell of a deal. And of course, terms apply with any kind of guarantee. We all know that, you know, read the fine print. But the bottom line is GameTime.co, GameTime app is the place to go. The fastest growing uh, aftermarket ticket uh, site in the country. GameTime, the GameTime app, that's the place to go. You know what, uh, Matt, you know, people can talk about camps, seven on seven competitions, Right on down the line, everybody has a quarterback guru now or a linebacker guru they work with in the offseason. But high school coaches, as you well know, uh, they're the backbone still of of, of development of, of football players and bringing them more ready to play than ever to the college ranks, right? Uh, they absolutely are. And, uh, you know, props to all the college coaches – or, I'm sorry, high school coaches across the country. And, and a lot of it is because it's – so different than college where you go out and handpick the kids, you know, to come, to come play for you. And I, yeah. eventually in some cases, smaller schools, you know, you offer, uh, you, you kind of get who you get, but you're still happy. And you've, you've watched the tape and you validated that they're worthy of the offer from your school at the high school level. You just, you get the kid that just shows up, you know, especially at a public school, uh, private school is a little bit more handpicked, a little bit more like college, but for a, a public school to just take these kids, mold these kids, uh, I think it'd be uh, for the commoner or even for some of the parents of high school kids to know what these coaches 
are being paid for the thousands of hours that they're investing into your sons uh, and the, the game that they love uh, is significant. And it's, you know, something I'm always grateful for because, you know, I, I also love the process. I love the process. And so uh, I'm actually very interested to hear what, you know, that has to say about Julian Sand, because uh, to be the number one ranked quarterback in the country, uh, I have not watched a clip. So I'm going to run to his highlights. I'm going to hear what he has to say uh, to know. And I think because we have a, I think we, as a Buckeye fan, we kind of, I watched some Aaron Nolan highlights. I saw them, you know, on television a couple of times this year. Yeah. I think we saw, you know, Lincoln, uh, Keenholz, you know, Keenholz. play yeah. Keenholz, same what thing, what I said. Uh, you know, we saw little snippets of Devin Brown. Uh, you see the Howard kid at Kansas State. So where does he stack up? Where does he fit? Uh, but also, as you kind of led into this conversation with him, the one thing that, you know, pops into my head again, it goes back to what I, it's to come from Carlsbad, California to Columbus, Ohio. There's got to be a why behind it. Okay, yeah. you did that from Tuscaloosa. So much of that has to do with Nick Saban. So much of that has to do with, you know, national championships and winning and, and the SEC. But, okay, you go back on that decision. Why? When you have US, USC and UCLA, you got Washington and Oregon right in your backyard. They're going to compete in the Big Ten. Why Ohio State? So a lot of what Ryan Day and his staff are putting out there and what the – what's say the word again? What? Panache. The, panache. And the panache that Ohio State represents in college football I think is is unmatched, yeah. which is just something different when it comes to recruiting these kids. And, and that's why Ryan Day revamping his staff, Ryan Day stepping away uh, from the offensive coordinator – you know, the Amer the offensive coordinator, El Primo, you know what I mean? Because obviously uh, Brian Hartline was the offensive coordinator running the day-to-day -day meetings <clears throat> for the offensive staff last year. But stepping away and hiring Bill O'Brien has already paid huge dividends because, as you know, Julian Sayan committed to Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban two years ago at Alabama. When Alabama, the Alabama coaching staff sort of, over the, you know, obviously, uh, Bill O'Brien stepped away from there and went back to New England for the 2023 season. But boom, all of a sudden, he's in Columbus, Ohio. Julian Sayan, who Ohio State finished pretty much runner-up to uh, two years ago, the guy he committed to is at Ohio State, Bill O'Brien. The coach he committed to, head coach he committed to, is no longer coaching football, uh, Nick Saban. Uh, it's funny. Serendipity is a real thing. Serendipity happens every day in life. And uh, what has brought Julian Say into Ohio State to to bring about what I think is going to be one of the great spring football practice sessions, a group of sessions in almost history when it comes to the quarterback position. I want to ask you this, Matt, before we go. How do you handle how do you handle five quarterbacks in that kind of situation? I mean, what do you do? with these guys, because they all came in in one form or fashion, Valley, sure. you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, I think first and foremost, and this is, again, me putting on my coach's hat as if I were in that decision, as if I were Bill O'Brien. And uh, and I guess having been cognizant of Bill O'Brien and all of his stops uh, as either a head coach or a coordinator or quarterback coach at all of his stops, uh, seems to me he's a, a – I mean, even the, the, the FU session with Tom Brady – you know, that, that has been running since we've hired Bill O'Brien. Oh, by the way, I uh, want to, I want to warn people, if you're squeamish about the F word, you don't want to, you know, just go watch hard knocks with, uh, with Bill O'Brien and Mike. Vrabel. Oh, dude. Uh, you just got to spend one day in a, in a, uh, don't make a it a drinking locker, game. Professional don't locker make it, room. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it a drinking game. You will lose. Go ahead now. <laughs> but I, but I just think that he's going to be direct. 
Uh, he's going to be – there's no yes. – he's not going to mince words. And it's not that he's going to abuse these kids. Uh, so the first meeting, in, in my mind, if I have these immense talented players, is all of them, all of them, even to get them here and to get them to stay, the ego's got to be left outside the room, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what star recruit you are. I don't care what you did last year in Kansas State. I don't care where you committed. I don't care what the bowl game is. You know, this is the bad, what the bowl game looked like, what you thought you could have done in the bowl game, then you get hurt. All that goes out the door. It's like, and you start them all like level playing field because you get a five-star like Julian Sand who actually might show up and, and look better initially than, you know, the, the Kansas State transfer kid in the first yeah. week of practice. Yeah. But it's like, you've got to develop a flow. So I think ego at the door, I think we're going to compete uh, the, the iron sharpens iron mentality uh, for this room. And then I think what this is where it's going to be collaborative, where where Bill O'Brien and Ryan Day and, and and Brian Hartline collectively stand in front of maybe even just the offensive room and go, these are the boxes that that we're looking to check at this position and as a group. Yeah. And if you help us check those boxes, you're in the competition to be the dude because we have time on our side now, it being January. Yeah. And if you're not, you'll know. And we'll know that those boxes aren't being checked. So it's going to be very clear what's good enough and what's not. Because and it's, and it, it, that's what competition should breed. So, again, yeah. uh, I know that the, the, the parents of these kids will likely get involved, whether they're a starter or not. And you hear from them before you hear from the players. But they're in one ear. You know, then they're going to the building every day at the Woody trying to practice with mom and dad in the ear about, are you still third string? Ba 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 It's, you know, that's just the nature of being human, right? Yeah, but I think put your head down, go to work. If you're actually elite, you know, as a player, that means you also likely have an elite mindset. So how you approach competition and the fact that you don't back away from it is where I want to see these five thrive, kind of growing together. And at the end of the day, be best friends, but let the best man win. That's going to go out and help us win the most football games. Yeah, and the, the reason quarterback position is the hardest to evaluate in my opinion, when you have like souls, meaning guys who for one reason or another are four and five stars is you never truly know who the guy is or whether the guy you pick is the guy until you start playing real football, which yeah. in college football isn't until this coming season, late August season opener, August and, 31. And, and, truth, and truthfully, Tim, I would love, I would love, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I would love to not have to see Julian Sand or Aaron Nolan play a game yeah. at Ohio State. I'm, I'm with you. It, and, it, and the reason why I say this is because, we, is because the other guys with a year or two in the program and a guy that's played college football for four, four and a half years yeah, Will are Howard that has, much has won better. won a championship. Yeah, go ahead. Right, yeah. that, are, that are just that much better than these fresh out of high school kids. So there should be a gap. And yeah. these kids should be closing that gap. But those guys should just be so – just think on another level. Their body should be at another level. You know, they're, they're, uh, the fact that they can manage school and football and life and NIL money and all those things that these kids are going to have to adjust to while going out and practicing and having strong practices day after day after day after day to try to, you know, win that competition, they should just, there should be a gap. Yeah. That, yeah. And, and that's, why I, that's why the comment that I threw in, like the one football comment, what happens next year, even though I know the focus is on 2024, is it's – you get with it, you know, Howard leaves, you know, 
I have a feeling in my gut that, uh, you know, one of the other two Ohio State quarterbacks that we saw in the bowl game, they both can't stay. They're going to see the writing on the wall, yeah. you know, and they're not, they're just, it's just not mathematically going to be good for them to stay a Buckeye, which stinks, but it's the nature of the business yes. that they'll naturally leave. And then I think between Air and Julian, one of them will, you know, it, it, the athleticism and the playmaking ability of Air Nolan and the pocket passing of Julian saying, it's like, what offense does Bill O'Brien want to run now? Yeah. You know, becomes yeah. a, a big factor in the 2025 season on who that next year starter yeah. would be. And I guarantee you this though, uh, Ryan day is going to assert, uh, and I'm sure Bill O'Brien will go for this because it does make the difference in college football. You know, he's going to assert, he wants his quarterback involved in the running game in some form or fashion, maybe a little bit, maybe a lot more with Will Howard, who knows, but that factor was missing uh, the last two years, really, until C.J. Stroud brought it out against Georgia. But it was missing this past year. Devin Brown brought it, but then all of a sudden he got and, hurt. And, and Tim, I'll just, say, I'll just say this. Look at the four quarterbacks remaining at the NFL level. Mahomes yeah. has done that more and more as his career has gone on. Josh Allen has done that almost more and more. as his, That big arm is only so big, you know, but yep. when you're dropping eight every time, you got to take off and run. And then I even see if you watch the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, defense versus the Lions, Jared Goff took off and ran the ball yep. with backs turned and got and gets a first down with his legs. So you look at the mindset behind winning football is making great decisions from the pocket, having a rocket arm, and then being you know keeping a play alive, having you know wide receivers lock and step with you on, on breaking free from coverage or man uh, in zone. Yeah, finding little windows, but then taking off and run it and, yeah. and getting a first down. Yeah. You know, and not always have to make a play with your arm. Yeah. As I keep saying, you not only have to have a quarterback who can run, you have to quarter, you have to have a quarterback who will run, you know, and yeah, uh, there's sure. a big difference in there. Sometimes you, you run, you run five times a game. It changes everything about the defense. It changes everything about what, what they have to be aware of, et cetera. And uh, you know, I preached that all through the CJ Stroud years and, Finally against Georgia, it showed up big time. I mean, you know, and uh, too bad, uh, you know, things went the way they did there with the injuries, et cetera, and, and especially in that fourth quarter. But it was, like you said, man, it's crazy. I, I mean, that, you've got to go and I've got to go, but it opens a Pandora's box every time you think back to that game yep. and just what that fourth quarter meant to the Ohio State football program and where you sit today with the program now pushed into a corner and coming out throwing punches if that field goal had been good if Ohio State hadn't given up the those uh those points in the fourth quarter to Georgia and hung on and won that game and then beaten TCU the ifs are there but you can't yeah concern yourself with the ifs it's all about the next step you take and just let your last thought Ohio State has taken a massive step in January agreed agreed and I think it's the it's the pride that I have in the program with Ryan Day as its leader to be, again, it's at nauseum now, backed into the corner, given all the what could have happened. If this play or that play were made and things went different, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be in a corner. You know, right. we'd be up on a pedestal. We'd be up on a pedestal, you know, as we you'd kind play, of. You'd be in the center think, of the ring, arms raised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, the same, we'd be in the same mindset that we've always thought of this program, but yeah, the second that it wasn't good enough, the second that, like enough is enough became a thing about this program. And we were at a crossroads. All we did was put our head down and go to work. And yeah. I love that about this staff. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Matt Wilhelm, co-pilot extraordinaire. Uh, I'm not sure when he's ever going to get his true wings. 
uh, sooner probably rather than later. But this is Tim May, the Tim May Show pilot, Matt Wilhelm, the co-pilot. Matt, thanks for joining me again, my man. My pleasure, brother. Anytime. And until next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you then.